0: Hi, I'm Susan Jones, and you're listening to the Northwest Convergence Zone.
1: Hi, I'm Tim Hall, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. This is Patrick.
2: This is Josh. This is Rich. This is Colby. This is Matt, a.k.a. DJ Rights Versa. And we are Eli Porter, and you're listening to NWCZ Radio. What's
3: going on? I'm Pete. I'm Grady, and we're with Perry Acker You're listening to NWCZ <laughs> Coming to you from the Man
0: Cave, deep in the heart of the Pacific Northwest, you have entered the Northwest Convergence Zone.
4: When the mountain blows,
5: you will never see the sky. When you will never see the sky. All
6: right, everybody, welcome to the Northwest Convergence Zone show right here on NWCZ Radio. We're here with you from 9 till 11. Big D in the studio. We got a power-packed show for you today, and we have a lot to talk about. First, let's go around and introduce everybody. Double D right here. How you doing?
2: Doing great. I G- want to know how you're doing because you've. Oh, just- that's so nice. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah. That was I- love.
6: I'm
7: doing
2: great. No, right okay, now next.
6: <laughs>
2: Gimmer.
7: Hey,
6: buddy. What's happening? Doing good, buddy. TK's in the house. Yes, how are you? I am. And of course, Voxy's
0: here. Hello, hello.
6: And we have Saint and Wonderboy back there. Squeeze has the night off. Squeeze. Uh, enjoy it, buddy, because you'll be back next week working your ass off. So uh, lots of things going on this weekend. It was a, it was an amazing weekend, actually. But we got to start with, Voxy, you went to the Hard Rock Cafe on Friday night. Yes, I did. The uh, Battle of the Bands. Yes. And we had a couple of bands from our neck of the woods and all over the Puget Sound converged right there at the Hard Rock. Sweet Kiss and Aleph were part of that. Yes, and- they were. You saw it go down. Give us I a did. little rundown of what happened at that shindig. It was
0: great. It was great. We showed up. Um, <clears throat> all the bands, first off, were amazing. They all put on great shows. Sweet Kiss really brought it. The, I mean, you know, I don't want to... I heard heard they got robbed. Yes, everybody was a little upset. Let's
6: just put it out there.
0: (laughs) Fantastic show, and the audience just went crazy. I mean, it was just wall to wall. If you've been to the Hard Rock, you know, huge area for dance floor, and it was just packed. People everywhere getting bumped. Almost mosh pit. A lot of people, (laughs) a lot of Sweet Kiss fans. Oh, yeah, tons of Sweet Kiss fans. You could hear people singing with the songs and... Everybody was screaming in between the songs, so we really, really, really thought Sweet Kiss was going to take it home. Who won? Shoddy won. Shoddy, and Sh- Shoddy's a great band. We're going to be debuting some of their music here this week too. New um, music Monday. They, they did a good job, but it was unexpected. Most of us kind of felt shocked, like huh? uh, Sweet Kiss should have definitely taken that one. Oh, well, you know, I mean, you can't win them all, and they are a great band, no doubt about it. Battle and, of the Bands. You know, you know bands. what? What happens? Battle and of the doing, Bands. And they're doing so amazing. They don't even need that win. right and
6: good for shoddy i understand they're really good and we're gonna have them on our show yeah so we're not talking bad about shoddy we're just saying uh, from those who were there i heard sweet kiss really brought it and it was kind of a surprise but good for shoddy um then of course the 253 music and arts festival going on double d didn't you go to a little bit of that
4: yes
7: sorry I'm all, night. Up. I'm all choked up about it It Was it, was so good. Was it emotional <laughs> saw,
2: for you? <laughs> yeah I saw the fun police And I just get all choked up Because they're just awesome
6: <laughs> And I think Wonderboy Didn't you go down and see Roman Holiday And Q-Dot and a couple of other it was, There was there's was a lot going on At the 253 Music and Art Festival But The big enchilada the, the 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 main mojo
2: of the weekend there's a guy over here blushing right now and it's not me it went look at mm-hmm. him he's blushing it went
6: down very red it went down hard hard and dirty at the new frontier and i, yeah, I first want to say
2: baby. i want to <laughs> say first
6: of all thank you to everyone who showed up it was so it was packed they had to turn it people was sold away. out
0: four times
6: they kept having, they would put the sign up. <laughs> it was. Nobody in. And then some people would leave. They'd take it down. It would immediately fill up and they would put it back up. Yep. They did that four times. And there were people standing around. A lot of people. It was freaking cold. So people had to leave. They didn't want to stand out there. But it was a great show. And we were so proud to be a part a of it. It was a rock
0: and roll show. It was fantastic.
6: And we started off with Brotherhood of the Black Squirrel. And as some of you may have heard it. We streamed it right here on NWCZ Radio. The Brotherhood laid down a solid, really fantastic set. And then when the hard count hit the stage, what did you think about those guys?
0: (laughs) It was great. I love the theatrics um, and the music was pounding and pumping. And I already told you guys this earlier. The best thing about it to me was. The duet at the end? yeah that was for the ace of spades and the dance moves that you busted out if you guys you know if you ever get the chance to come see Big D live on stage don't miss that
8: you'll never see bare legs on stage that big anywhere in Tacoma
0: what I really loved was thanks to NWCZ Radio um, the songs that the hard count got up there and did and and it wasn't just me other audience members that I know had never seen them live we knew the music and that was great
6: uh, Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, we've been playing the hard count and Brotherhood and, of course, Big Wheel a lot last week because we wanted to get people ready for that show. And I thought the hard count were they were terrific. They were the Enjoyed. you know adam green the reverend adams where it had that uh mass that you know kind of looked like the clockwork orange type thing going on and phantom of the opera or
0: phantom something of the Op- yeah. whatever it was he was doing
6: <laughs> but it worked and it was it fantastic was cool. and yeah i was lucky enough to get up there and do some ace of spades with him He still should have put that with mask his drink on in ace his, his hand with my drink in my hand but then uh, you know who drank that disco Donnie. oh nice (laughs) (laughs) the but anyway so they got done and the crowd is just pat it's packed everybody's revved up the energy is high it's at its peak and big wheel stunt show takes the stage and just i don't even think the new frontier is there anymore yeah blew the roof off the walls fell down evan was in rare unbelievable form he's like up on the bar playing his guitar
0: i don't even know that that's that rare is it he's always amazing um it's just i've seen him a lot of
6: times and there are times when he goes into another stratosphere this and he was there last night you could tell he was feeling it early on i was talking to him he was just pumped out of his mind and the song after song it built it built the crowd got more and more into it and then the finale the big their last song, just the house came down. Everyone went crazy. People were rushing the stage, and they were yelling for one more song. And then Gimmer, all hell breaks loose, and tell us what happened.
8: Uh, well, Patrick from the Brotherhood of Black Squirrel, he he got up on stage with us and picked up Evan's guitar because Evan was uh, back drumming. Actually, he had grabbed my floor tom, and he was out in the crowd drumming, and and. He's just flopping all over the place. He falls into the wall over on the side, <laughs> and the next thing you know, I mean, full body into my drum set. Oh my god! And you know, I'm sitting here in the middle of playing, and I'm having like n- Nirvana flashbacks. And uh, you were in
0: Nirvana? It, <laughs> <laughs> that was
6: a dream he had.
0: Was it nice. was a dream.
8: It wasn't a flashback. <laughs> so, but it didn't nice kick my ba- <laughs> it didn't kick kick my bass pedal off. So I got this bass drum is like sideways, and I'm still bum, bum, bum plumping on it and uh, there's just a bunch of people on the stage I going saw, nuts and, at and the, the,
6: the very when you guys did your encore which was uh you know on the road to hell Everybody hit the stage. Yes. I don't even know how you guys played. I mean, poor Jake was sandwiched between like five people, and they're all touching his bass and, and Ev- other
8: things. And other things, yeah. yeah.
6: And Evan, uh, Evan was surrounded, and we, there were like five guys back there playing on your cymbals. And Donnie was, you know, pounding on. You. I mean, it was it, cra- it was chaos. Sounds like you need it to was. invest
0: in some security
6: bouncers. or something. Oh no, no, it was all oh. it was
8: great. It was all love, and it was we all were
6: telling everybody to get their
0: ass. It was all on bros stage. and
8: sisters and. It so was, until
0: it, it starts happening every show,
8: it was mind, you'd be like,
0: man, we got to get some was, ropes up here or something.
8: <laughs> it was mind blowing. It was way bigger and better than even hoped for. And that's
6: yeah. Awesome. That's what I wanted to ask you about, um, because we had this conversation last week where you were doing, you were in the Woody Allen <laughs> Oh <boat>. boy! <laughs> <laughs> and we had the big snow on, what was that? Like Wednesday,
8: something like that. Something yeah. like Wednesday, Wednesday
6: Thursday. over Thursday. Yeah. And I mean, I, I think it was Wednesday morning. I woke up and I'd sent the gamer attacks because i could feel it mm-hmm. i'm in seattle and mm-hmm. i could feel him just completely freaking out that's how it was
0: yesterday like i said we were go- i was going to band practice before the show and it was starting to sprinkle down snow as i was heading to band practice and i was like oh shit.
6: Yeah. yeah and i was te- i, I texted the gamer i'm like have no fear man this is the best thing that can happen because it's going to be clear by the weekend everyone will be cooped up and they will want to come out yep. he didn't even respond he was so freaked out and he was rolling naked in all the brand new cds and t-shirts that came yeah no kidding (laughs) he was out of
2: his mind excited (laughs) i was
6: uh well another band that's uh i would say out of their mind and excited stopped by today perry acker who won a huge contest down in la at the whiskey a go-go and they've Come back, their the triumphant return to the uh, South End, and we, you know, we get a lot of requests for those guys on NWCZ radio, and so we caught up with them, and they told us all about their little trip down there to LA. And winning the gold
7: then I woke up and I could not and well I couldn't believe my mind with no surprise I had seen why you would fall to the power of life. cease to compromise my dreaming eyes they keep me alive float in the sea with all that I see the sun
6: All right that is one of the more requested songs right here on NWCZradio.com. and the band of course is Perry Acker who's just coming off of a major victory down in Los Angeles. And uh, we have a couple of members of Perry Acker in here with us today. They're going to tell us about it. How you guys doing?
2: Good. Pretty good.
6: So we have Pete and Grady. Yeah. Right. And uh, yeah, that's. I want to make sure I got this. Pete and Grady and the rest of them, because you guys. Have, I know you guys have uh, a gig going on at 253. We didn't expect all of you to come in, but thank you guys so much for stopping by. It's uh, what a ride, huh?
3: Yeah, it was a blast,
4: man.
6: So let me, let's, let me ask okay. you guys this. Okay. Uh, I, I'm just going to set the stage for people because this happened on Thursday, February 17th at the world famous uh, Whiskey A Go Go. There you go. Whiskey A Go Go. I always want to say the King Cat. I don't know why, but that's where I hung out. So, <laughs> so at the Whiskey A Go Go, you guys are there. Uh, there's how many? Seven bands? Yeah, seven bands. And how many bands outside of L.A.?
3: Um, there was a band from Arizona, and a band from Colorado, and then us from Seattle area, and then um, there's like Santa Cruz. Um, everything else that, was all California. Everything, California, right? everything is right? else yeah. is yeah.
6: California. California. Yeah. Okay, and so you guys are the lone Northwest rep. Yeah. You're you're on stage. Uh, what 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 was the lineup? Were you guys last, first, in the middle?
3: We were second to last, so it was kind of a fun spot to be because you got to see everyone play. You know, and but then you weren't last, right? Right. And so it was kind of cool. <clears throat>
6: so you guys are so you guys are standing in the wings. You're you're waiting to go up. It's uh, uh is the pay, is it is it packed? A lot of people there.
3: Yeah, we were yeah. really surprised. There was a good four hundred people there. So it was packed house. So four
6: hundred yeah. people. Nobody knows who you are.
2: Well, 50, 60 of them. Six the people you brought down. Yeah, yeah. 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 But for the <laughs> majority, for the majority you, of you California, you brought like a bus
0: of of fans and stuff the here. Bus? we were
2: well, gonna we were gonna do a bus but uh you know that's a pretty spendy trip sure uh, hiring drivers and everything but uh, okay. no everybody <laughs> just kind of did yeah, their own little driving they kind of just had a caravan they did their own thing you know people came in their own rigs and well, well, that awesome. was nice to have a uh, have
6: it. a little you know backing base right there yeah but for the most part you're going this is uncharted territory <laughs> yeah. it's a new club uh there you know you've the gears all set up i imagine and and they're about to uh, introduce you what is going through your minds at that moment
3: uh, probably me a little bit nervous and it's just kind of weird because you're playing on other people's gear you had your guitar and pedal board but their amps or tones weren't quite dialed in so you're just like all right and the hmm. monitor mix was kind of weird so we we're like i hope this sounds good <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but as you're standing
6: there you're looking out uh, I was, I assume there was somebody or a PA announcer or somebody right, who right. gave a little, you know, this is Perry Acker, they're from Seattle, whatever. And then here they are. While you're standing there, you're in a little huddle. You're looking out there, probably side stage or however, however it's going down. You guys, are you guys like huddled up? You're like, let's do this. Or are you you're in your own space? And your are I'm just trying to figure out, I want to know what was going through you emotionally at that moment.
2: Um, Well, we were all on stage set, ready to go already. And then uh, Don was actually came up on stage and announced the band and gave us a little blurb about it, um, about who we are and everything. And then uh, we got to the races after that. I mean, it was was adrenaline pumping. Yeah,
3: yeah, definitely really excited. I mean, this is like the contest has been going on for 10 months. Yeah. So we're like holy smokes we're actually like here we're doing here. this now like <laughs> I can't believe it. And then it goes by so fast cuz you get up there and play three songs.
6: Yeah, it was like a 20 minute set. F- 15 15 yeah. so 50 minutes
3: set. Busted them out, right? So back yeah, no, to back everyone back. Was definitely a little so bit. So what what did, like, what did uh, we play? What was, what songs did you roll through? Um we played we opened up with a song called Stepping Stones into uh, Britney Jean and then closed out with a song we have called The Moon and the Tide.
6: Very nice. Mm-hmm. And obviously it was enough to sway the judges cuz you guys came away the winner. I, yeah. Guess,
4: yeah, I guess so. And well, what, what exactly
0: did you win, and and where does what all are they giving you for this?
3: Um, we're gonna be going back down to LA somewhat time next month and be cutting some tracks with Don Was. We'll do two tracks, and then uh, they're gonna pay for a music video for us. Sweet. So it, you don't get
0: a. A new truck or something? Like that? <laughs> I know. Right? A fiesta. Come on, at least no, a Focus. Yes. Come on. It's Ford. It's Give for me the gig. right? was for the oh, Fiesta. Yeah. The whole get, thing was. You get a Ford bumper sticker or something? Yeah. <laughs> uh, you get a jacket.
3: Double D can <laughs> loan you his. We'll get a keychain. <laughs> yeah, well, That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> then, of
0: course, your emails and websites are just going nuts. Of well, course. Yeah, because last
6: huh? night, uh, while we were all rocking it down at the New Frontier, it, down in LA on KTLA, which is a major affiliate down there, a station they broadcast the show The show, right on and so would you say it was about a 40 minute show yeah yeah so like somebody a, they all every everybody down there got to see you do one song mm-hmm. on tv mm-hmm. and then get you announced did they bring you guys up you know like it was like you know it's like the grammys or something you everybody <laughs> runs up and <laughs> no. you grab a trophy and hug and everything how, <laughs> when how they, did the announcement when
3: they, go they brought all the bands onto the stage and um then don got up and thanked everyone for playing and it was kind of funny they did the whole like here's the envelope
6: oh yeah the drum (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah yeah.
3: and so it was it was fun it was nerve-wracking were the other bands pretty cool though yeah really cool guys we got to meet some really cool people Mm -hmm. and it was everyone had like something different to bring to the table it wasn't like all kind of one genre so you kind of looking around you're like man i have no idea what they're looking for they're like reggae like hard rock an acoustic band wow how many judges
4: Yeah.
8: Four hundred and twelve. I
2: think it was <laughs> yeah. Don was and uh like two, I think Ford two or three or two or three other people. And, um so they and, must have
6: been hired on by Ford to yes. uh to do this event. Now are do you this commercial or this video that you're doing, is it a video for a song that's gonna be used in Ford commercials or is this we don't video that. that you can do whatever you want with?
2: I think what I've heard is that they're gonna take video of us working in the studio with Don and then make something with that, but I mean Really, Cha. everything gets passed Ching. down, and I, it's all through the grapevine. We of. have yet to
3: kind of touch <laughs> hey, we, bases with them
2: yeah.
6: since. I don't think you guys playing. have yet to touch ground. Okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys are still... F- did you guys like just didn't even have to take a plane back? You guys just floated <laughs> right yeah. back up to the northwest or were you no, guys definitely you
2: guys like the... high as a kite after that?
3: It made the 25-hour drive back a little <laughs> bit uh, easier. easier. Yeah. Everyone's in good spirits like, "All right, we can send the car back." I one. know your
6: paying your Facebook <laughs> page was breath, blowing relax, up. Yeah. yeah. Text was blowing up, I bet. You know, yeah. phone calls coming in. It was probably just uh, an amazing moment for you guys. It, yeah, was good, it, was yeah.
2: a, it was a good experience for sure
6: and now you're back home and i know you guys played a uh, show what it was
3: like about a week ago yeah or? last saturday yeah we played over at bb mcgraw's in yeah. auburn
6: it's like your ho- like a homecoming type thing yeah, yeah. a lot of it, people it, it, showed it, up
3: it, yeah it was kind of fun everyone a lot of people showed up to kind of celebrate with us and whatnot and yeah it ended up being a good show
6: and so what uh what do you guys see you know going forward i mean this is a big notch in your belt this is something that we in the south sound are all proud of we we give you guys great kudos uh we love to see bands from around here do great things and uh i i I for one am just you know i feel like you're like our boys our boys have done so great (laughs) you know and and the fact that you know you guys have been kind enough to come on and and share with us several times and a big hit with our listeners on the radio station what do you guys uh are you guys just soaking it in right now uh, or what are you guys thinking about maybe doing a west coast tour uh what, what's it what's rattling around for you guys
3: for the most track i think we're going to stay i'm for the most track for the most part i think we're going to stay on track unless something else that we don't know comes from this mm-hmm. but um we're going to go down there as far as we know do those two songs and then come back and finish up our album here and still plan to release it and do a small west coast tour and do that and so
6: so when uh, when are you going to
3: uh, hit the studio what's the projection date on that the new project um probably it'll release like early summer and so we'll be in the studio next month and the month after very good and and where are
6: you what studio are you using um have you guys figured out or we don't want to talk about that yeah
3: (laughs) we're going to be doing some of it ourselves Uh and then we're going to be outsourcing to a couple different studios so we're not nothing's quite set dead in stone so
6: well, I think it's absolutely fantastic. Uh, I talked to some people who were there. They said you absolutely killed it. Um, obviously, they were they were impressed. It's going to be amazing, right, to go work down there with Don. Was that's yeah. Yeah. you know that's got that's a big time producer. Big time, and yeah. don't be nervous. Just be yourselves. <laughs> totally. Just uh,
2: he's a really easy going guy. It's it's I wasn't well, nervous. And he helped him.
0: choose you, so I'm sure he's yeah. looking forward to working with you as well. Absolutely, mm-hmm.
6: he sees a lot of uh, talent and promise there for you guys. So anyway. Big congratulations, everybody. This is Perry Acker. They won Ford Gimme the Gig uh Indie Band Contest. And that was uh, last thir- Thursday, February 17th, down at the Whiskey Go Go in LA. Pete Grady, thanks for coming in. And Thank you. we're looking Thank forward you. to your new stuff, Boxy. Just a
0: quick question. What time are you guys playing tonight at the 253? Six, six, right? six or seven. Yeah. Yeah. I'm coming down after the show. I'll miss you. Oh, bye. Oh, <laughs> <shoot>. <laughs>
6: but we'll watch your website. We'll be we'll keep up to date on what you guys are doing. So it's per, it's right? Yeah. That easy. Everybody yeah. go to Perryacker.com. Check out the boys. They're fresh face. They're good looking uh you guys all single
3: right yeah uh, some of us okay Not me, but all, all right, right ladies <laughs> yeah, <Grady. laughs> check out grady's page all right, all right. <laughs> thanks guys
6: and uh, we'll be watching you all
8: right, right on. Thanks, thank man. you hey tacoma comedy fans here's what's going on down at the tacoma comedy club wednesday night open mic night 7 show starts at eight got five bucks and a few jokes Bring it on down. <laughs> Maybe you won't get booed at. Who knows? For once. So Thursday night mm-hmm. is the Grit City Comedy. That's an X-rated, R-rated, NC-17-rated uh, laugh fest. Uh, if you want to get down there and uh, hear some dirty stuff, you need to get to the doors at 7.30 and the show's at 8. And that is $10. And this week we have Kristen Key actually... Uh, the mistress of ceremonies uh, for the, the Gritty City uh, comedy deal. So, Friday and Saturday night, 8 o'clock and 10 o'clock, none other than Ron Osborne. Nice. Yes, uh, the winner of uh, the Seattle International Company Competition. He's been in about 100 TV commercials, worked with Drew Carey, Sam Kinison, Ron Wyatt, and plenty other cats. Uh, shows at 8 and 10. Tickets $13 at the door down on 6th and Tacoma Avenue. Come on down.
5: Lock on a door when it's open. And so is the one to a heart. Her love is often spoken. It's been that.
8: All right. Welcome back, my friends. It's my distinct pleasure to welcome into the Man Cave a local Northwest blues legend, a friend of mine, and a mentor as well. That's Too Tall Tim Hall. How you doing, Tim?
1: Great, Justin. Good to see you, buddy.
8: It's good to see you. And what was just uh, later on, one of uh, Tim's uh, fantastic tracks off of... You have two CDs out, correct?
1: Three, yeah. Three? That's off uh, Ghost in the Closet CD.
8: And you're working on number four right now?
1: Almost done with that.
8: Oh, we're looking forward to that. Um, so, Tim, here we are on a Sunday. Uh, you came into town a little early, uh, gearing up uh, for the, the, the legendary blues jam tonight, right?
1: Yep. Clubhouse at 8 o'clock.
8: right down at Dawson's on Fifty-six and South Tacoma Way. I, I can vouch that that is, uh, in my opinion, the, the best blues jam in the Northwest that I've been to. Uh you never know who's gonna be there and there's often uh the people you would consider to be legends. You know, they drop in, say hi to Tim and next you know he uh wrangles him up on the stage and the place goes nuts. And uh so I wanna thank you for helping me out getting into the music scene here in Tacoma. Uh Daryl, when I was uh you know, I'd go out to a lot of Tim's jams and play the drums and uh After a while, you know, you'd have six, seven, eight drummers show up at a show, and uh, so Tim he he'd say, "Hey, get get your ass out on the microphone, get out front." And that was I'd never done that before, and Mm -hmm. uh, so it was a brand new lily pad out there. And sure enough, after a while, you know, Tim would throw me up there with just a, a gang of people, and he'd say, you know.
6: Let her rip. <laughs> Let her rip. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. Don't and know he's what, created a monster. I don't know what the hell I'm doing Thanks up there. We appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's great to have Tim Hall in with us, a, a true legend to Tim Hall. I, I want to ask you about uh, reading your bio. Uh, you, you're you from the north or you've been in Tacoma for a long time uh, and around the northwest. But it, it, one of the things that struck me was uh, – you started playing guitar and playing around but it was really a, a night where you went and saw albert collins playing live that the blues seemed to have hit you according to your bio right well can you, yeah can you we take us
1: op- take us you oh you opened for him yeah we opened for him and uh at the it was called the breakthrough it was a young adult nightclub and uh he his band would go on for about a half hour before he'd go on. So when we got done with the first set, we're back in the green room with him. And I got a chance to talk to him a lot and, uh, and just seeing him come out and play with that telecaster. And there was just an intensity and, and it just kind of opened my eyes to the, cause we were playing psychedelic rock at the time, you know, the Bay area music was really going, And, and uh, so it just kind of, and I'd al- already started listening to BB King and Freddie King and, Bobby Bland and people like that, but I'd never seen any of those people, so Albert was the first. We opened for him at the Breakthrough and then at the Evergreen Ballroom uh, a month later or so down in Olympia, and that really uh, basically uh, turned me on to the blues, seen it live, and, and uh, just never... And then same for Robert Cray. Uh, Albert Collins played Robert's uh, graduating class party at Lakes High School, and that's when... <laughs> Robert, wow Robert got that doesn't just, happen anymore yeah no they a dj and <laughs> yeah it's crazy Play hip-hop right yes <laughs> yes
6: but uh so it, when you were when you were first starting I, I assume you were into the rock and roll like you said the bay area type movement had you been uh were you a uh you know participant or a disciple of the blues like dabbling into it at all obviously you knew it influenced the music because blues really spawned so much of that 60s and 70s rock and roll, but was it, at what moment did you basically get struck at the crossroads?
1: Well, that was an influence, but at the time we were playing all original music and it was, uh, we were playing a lot of the rock festivals like Sky River Rock Festival and a lot of the festivals and, and Albert started playing the festivals and my favorite bands back in that era was like the Young Bloods, Moby Grape, some of those Bay Area bands, but, uh, I didn't really start playing the blues until I came home from Hawaii. I lived over there for about a year, and and my parents were over there, and uh, my dad loved to listen to music, so I'd pull out B.B. King and Roy Buchanan and people like that because I had an on vinyl and play it for him, and he used to say, well, Tim, why don't you start playing this kind of stuff? You know, you because know, he liked all kinds of music, but he was kind of a major influence in getting me to, to switch over to it, and also, you know, the blues... Uh, there's no age limit, you know, in rock and roll after a while you feel, well, maybe I'm a little too old for it, but in the blues, you know, I mean, you can be 60 years old and be a young pup in the blues scene, you know what I mean? I mean, that's what I love about blues and jazz is you don't really learn your craft until you get in, get up in the years, and uh, so I figured, God, you know, uh, I just, and I kind of lost interest in the, in rock and roll too, because it was just, it was going nowhere, you know, I don't like the 80s rock i thought was just big hair and a lot of synthesizers and guitars <laughs> I, I really didn't like and
6: it. eyeliner eyeliner well, so, so now yeah. that
1: that's interesting uh because i I'm mean that's you. just my personal opinion I, I, I don't mean to i don't mean to upset anybody that's into that right decade I, no, of music
6: there's a lot of truth there because um and i want to ask you what your definition and your uh so you know your um what what, what you feel the blues really mean and what they are but what i'm curious about because you mentioned about the age factor and uh i grew up in houston i listened a lot of blues uh down there i used to listen to a a little local radio program that late at night it it was the only time it came in and yeah and you know i mean it was like it was from the one of the wards that was across town and it didn't have a very high frequency and and they were the only people playing blues but I was just transfixed.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, Johnny Winter and Hanson Thunderbird. Yeah, Stevie it was, Ray, it was Thunderbirds, incredible. All those people. But
6: so what do you think about uh the these days where they throw up really young guys. Like I remember Kenny Wayne Shepherd when he first hit uh
1: was like oh, I don't I know 14,
6: 15. What do you think about these young guys who are and everybody's all of a sudden. Now that's that's the blues.
1: Well, I think the blues has progressed a lot over the years. I mean, some, I know some people around town, I won't mention any names that are traditionalists, and they want to play the, the early 60s Chicago-style blues, and if you use any modern, you know, if you go away from that genre, then they think, oh, God, you're, you're bastardizing the blues. <laughs> well, to me, I think that, that uh, blues has progressed quite a bit, mm-hmm. and I like Kenny Wayne Shepherd, Johnny Lang, i mean yeah
6: he was another one that when he i mean he was young
1: and john john merrick can play the heck out of the blues too i yes. mean all of those guys and you know i've seen uh johnny lang at the the pier in seattle and he put chills down the back of my neck i mean that that kid his dad put the band around him and and uh, they were all veteran seasoned players and and i've seen him several times since then, and uh i think that's wonderful i think those guys as far as Somebody new has got to carry the torch and come on because a lot of us aren't going to be around for, forever. <laughs> so, I mean,
6: well, and I want to talk to you in just a moment about your connection with uh, some other local legends like Robert Cray. And uh, you, you've been around a long time in the Northwest, you know, a lot of guys. But first, let's get back to one of your own tunes. This is titled One Hand. All right, the name of that song is One Hand on the Wheel Too Tall. Tim Hall is our guest today, and he is a local blues legend around here in these parts of the Northwest, and we are just happy to have him in. Now, uh, you started a band called uh, Foghorn Leghorn, correct? Is that the name of that? And uh, an amazing, somebody who went on to actually do some amazing things nationally was in that band. He must have been really young at the time. Is that Robert Cray was in that band? Right. Yeah. And what 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 what, what's your recollection of the like the first time you met Robert, bringing him into the fold? Uh, What was that relationship like? And did you see that in him, or was he just another guy?
1: Oh no, a friend of mine and his brother, a a younger brother, had went to school with Robert. So this friend of mine brought Robert over to our band house, and we were all about nineteen, twenty, and. We thought we really had it down. You know, we were just still learning our craft, but we thought we were pretty damn good for the day. And I remember Robert came in about 17. He was about 17, three years younger than I am, and uh, had this Silvertone cheapo copy of a a Stratocaster and plugged in and just blew us all out. And he was playing Jeff Beck and Clapton and Hendrix just to the T. So so a couple years later... uh, Excuse me, I'm sorry. Um, we had an opportunity to uh, put a new band together. A friend of mine, Joe Blennis, and I, And now he's playing with Big Nasty, and I, he plays with Randy Oxford Band, too. But we'd both heard Robert, so at the time, I had just I'd been playing guitar for a couple of years, and we were doing these rock festivals, and that's when I was playing with Albert, but I'd played drums earlier on in, you know, through high school and junior high, and i still had my my kit and everything so i decided to go back to playing drums cuz robert was just an incredible guitar player even back then so i pulled uh, joe blennis and uh, robert together and i on drums and and then we had another bass player for about a month and then and it and it wasn't working out so we grabbed richard cousins and richard and robert they've been together since that day, they, Richard was out of the band for about six years, but now he's back. So, I mean, they've been together longer than most marriages. Wow. <laughs> you know. Now, I know that on Tuesday nights uh,
6: at the Summit Pub, which is in Summit here in Washington State, uh 7.30, you have uh, one of your legendary blues jams that goes down. And every other week, you're joined by uh, famed guitarist Jerry Miller who was from Moby Grape. Well, what, and you said earlier that they were one of your influential bands. Do you like to listen to them? Uh, oh, I still
1: listen to his stuff. You know, I watch him on YouTube, all the old footage of them. And that is probably one of the premier Bay area bands back in that era. the you know, the sixties, late sixties when that to me, I thought they were way better than a lot of the more recognized bands. I won't mention their names, but uh, <laughs> Moby Grape was probably one of them. I lived down there for quite a while and, they were just unbelievably good.
6: So, take us. What was it like the first time that uh, that you met him? I, am assuming from the way you're talking, you really looked up to him, and now you actually share stage with him. You know, every other every other week. Uh, what What is that like for you? Is that like at the first time you met him? Were Were you awestruck? Or oh
1: yeah, his brother Jerry used to come into town when he was playing with the Moby Grape and stay at his uh, grandmother's house down in Ruston and his brother organized a jam when he was in town with a lot of our friends, and we went over there. And I I didn't know Jerry at the time, and I just was completely blown away by him. And and I've not really gotten to know him. You know, I've known him over the years, and we've played together several times, but I, I haven't really known him that well. You know, I mean, I've known him for a long time, but over the last four or five months out there at the Summit that we've been playing together, I've really got a chance to, to get to know him, you know, a lot on a more personal level, so that's really been a treat for me because he is, he's just a phenomenal uh, guitar player. And, and, uh, I think people up here, they don't really realize what they got here in their backyard. They can go out and hear him play around town and not even have to pay a cover. And to me, I mean, he is playing the blues. He's as good as it gets when, you know, you know, I mean, he's up there with anybody, any of the masters. And so for me, it's like, uh, like a dream come true to getting to know him and be able to play with him too. And, and, uh, And we've got a song. We've got a band called uh, Smoked Ham. That's what we're called. (laughs) And Jerry came up with the name. And so it's kind of a jam band that we have. But it's it's a real treat.
6: Well, let's let me let's get down just momentarily into the nuts and bolts of the blues as a as a genre of music. Um, I have I had a blues program on the radio for a while. I've seen lots of blues men. I've watched blues players come up. Go, you know, all those things. I remember Stevie Ray Vaughn when he was playing uh little coffee houses in Austin, just called Little Steven. He had to change his name because (laughs) of the of the other little Steven. And uh so I've seen a lot. I love the blues. I've I've been to great, great shows, but I'm always intrigued by those who actually delve in, dive in, and play the blues. What is what are the blues to you? Is it is it a measure is it a, you know is it is it uh, you know four chords is it the progression is it a feeling is it the story is it the the is it the guitar is it the heartfelt uh you know the feeling that comes through on the blues uh because everybody has a different interpretation of the blues and i think that's one of the beauty the beautiful things like jazz whereas the blues the interpretation is left up to the individual and I'm just curious because uh, you have smoking guitar, you uh, you incorporate horns, uh, you have a, it's it's amazing sound, and I'm just curious: have you ever paused to think what are the blues to me, and what what would that answer be?
1: Well, it's to, it's a total free kind of music, you know. There's so much soul and heart to put into it. That's you learn the formula of, of the blues, and, and there's. And then once you've learned the formulas, there's a couple different, you know, 12 bar formula and, and uh, some progressive jazz changes to the blues. But when it comes to soloing and stuff, you, you don't have to play it by the book. And like in rock and roll, a lot of times you have to play signature licks all the way through. Well, blues is all about, you can approach it in completely different the next night from the last night to tonight and whatever. You know, you're, it's just a lot more free form and a lot, I think, a lot more soul. End to it, you know. I mean, I, I like funk and R and B too. That all kind of goes in there and soul with the blues. It's all. It's basically the black sound, you know, and the feel they have, and and and. Uh, but you know, I mean. For a while I was just a white boy from from uh, Lakewood you know like growing up in a Wally Cleaver kind of family so I'd be singing the blues so I'd be singing the blues but not really knowing what it was like and right. then you know you lose your your parents and and other loved ones around you and then all of a sudden you start to feel what the blues is the older you get the more you grow into it and realize well this is there's just a lot of expression you can put into the music and with you know there's a lot of happiness and there's a lot of pain too you know, I mean, you don't have to lose family members or friends to just a bad relationship and give you the blues or financial problems or whatever. But it's just a nice way to to release that uh, the pain that you're going through to be able to put it into your music and and get rid of it. You know, it's an outlet, I guess, is what I'm looking for.
6: And who are some of your uh, who are some of your favorite? Not so much even influential, but just people in the blues that you enjoy listening to and they it could be anybody i mean it, it,
1: well one guy clapped and i'd say i respect him a lot because he's stayed true to his code he hasn't ever really gone out of you know i mean he, he's not always blues but his music is always tasty he's he's endured a lot of stuff he's been clean now for 18 years he's he's got the crossroads treatment program so he's trying to help people with drug addiction and alcoholism and stuff you know, it's musicians. In fact, uh, my son was, went through one of his treatment programs that was sponsored by him. And, you know, if you're a working musician, him and uh, Jimmy Vaughn, and there's a lot of other musicians that are... It wasn't the Clapton Crossroads, uh, that, uh, but it was another program that Eric contributes to that's local here, the Milam Treatment Center. And a good friend of mine, Mike Kinder, who's a drummer for the Blues uh, new Blues Brothers Review, he is one of the main counselors down there. So they, it was just unbelievable that uh, that they came in. And because, you know, if you're a working musician, they picked up the tab for treatment, you know, and that was... So getting back to Clapton and stuff, I think, to me, I, I, you know, I'm not saying he's one of the best. The, I don't think there is a best, you know, I mean, everybody's got their... I just think he's one of the, the greatest guitar players of all time. And I think is what he's doing, you know, to help people out that are... You know, suffering with drug addiction and alcoholism and stuff. I mean, alcohol was his biggest downfall, and mm-hmm. you know that was the hardest thing for him to overcome. And he's got a really good book out that he put out about about his whole you know uh, addiction struggles, and- struggles and all that and stuff. But uh, he, I would say, he was one of the you know, as far as respecting uh, blues guy and BB King too. I mean, just. You know, I went up and saw him, not this last time, but about a year ago at the Snoqualmie, and to see a guy up there, and, you know, in his 90s, out playing the blues and, and working 250 shows a year, you know, it it's inspiring to me, you know, because I think, well, hey, maybe I got 25 years <laughs> left in me. to yeah, go. Hell yeah. Uh, yeah.
6: Absolutely, I think that's coming. Uh, now, I know that you've met quite a few of who we would consider blues legends, especially in the States here. Uh, who's been who impressed you the most upon actually meeting them having a sit having a sit down talk to them tell us about some of the some of the famous blues people that you've run across and and did they ever give you any sage wisdom some advice or anything that stuck
1: well i've had an opportunity uh when i played at jazz bones and now i'm going back there we're going to be playing there on a friday night coming up but when i was before they changed owners, I played with uh, one of my favorite guitar players from the East Coast, is Jimmy Thackeray. So I had a chance to open for him and uh, Marva Wright, the blues queen of New Orleans, and and uh, and uh, also I opened for Pine Top Perkins there nice. and got to meet him and talk to him. So as far as you know, the Nat and Tab and Wall, same way. As far as those national guys, I mean, I, I respect all of them, and they're road warriors, you know. I mean, they'll drive from one state to the next and play a gig the next day, and Jimmy, he makes the United States like it's his backyard. <laughs> you know, in a van, they just go from town to town. I mean, I'd be in Hood River last night, Jazz Bones tonight, and California tomorrow. So, I mean, those guys that are traveling all the time. I would say, that, you know, I mean, I, I can't say any particular one in... But I enjoyed all of those people and and uh, and just hanging with them and and uh, you know getting to see where I mean they they play all over and I'd like to I've been kind of stuck here in the Northwest with my family trying to get my kids together and which has been great and I kind of made that choice but. I'd like to, now that they're getting older and on their own, I'd like to you know play some of the festivals in Europe and go and travel, you know, get out and do some things. So that's what I'm kind of looking forward to in the future.
6: Well, while he's here, I uh, recommend everybody get out. If you have not seen Tim Hall play, uh, it is a real treat. I'm going to give you some opportunities right here to go catch him. Every Tuesday night, Summit Pub in Summit, he has a, bl- a blues jam, and that's the one that every other week Jerry Miller sits in on, and that starts at 730 uh, Thursdays at O'Callahan's, which is uh, Key Center Purdy, which is across the uh, the Narrows Bridge from Tacoma. That starts at 7. And then the legendary one, the one that uh, I recommend you go down to, this is one I've been to, Dawson's, which is on South Tacoma Way in 56. That's every Sunday night, 8 o'clock. That is a legendary, legendary event. You should really check that
8: out. And bring your dancing shoes.
6: Absolutely. And then uh, you have a, a gig on March 5th. At the Fuse Cafe, that's a Saturday, and that's down by Point Defiance here in Tacoma. And uh, opening for that is uh, Blues Oasis, correct? Right. And I recommend going to the website, which is the Tim Hall, it's just timhallband.com. And we'll have a link on our website, Tim Hall, Legendary cool Blues website, Band. by the way. It's a very, very cool website. You can listen to him, uh, go run run down his bio See where he's going to be. It has great pictures. It's fantastic. And we're, you know, we're, we know we have a legend here in Tim Hall, and we're blessed to have you playing what you do around here. And I I hope you don't feel like the Northwest takes you for granted because um, I know a lot of people appreciate what you do, and I appreciate you coming in. It's been, it's uh, my pleasure. It's been great to chat with you and uh listen to dave Sampson on monday nights from 7 to 11 because he lays down the blues and he's got tim hall in there let's go out with some tim hall thank you so much for being here
1: oh thank you for having me
8: That was really cool talking to our friend uh, Tim Hall there, wasn't it?
6: Uh, Tim Hall is an absolute legend around these parts. Absolutely.
8: We could have picked his brain for a lot longer,
6: I, and I hope we can have him back in because he has a lot of connections to the blues. But I, I really wanted, to, for those who didn't know him, I just wanted to introduce them to him. Oh yeah. And I think I think he did a good job of putting himself out there and letting you know what he's all about. And he has deep connections. So well, hopefully we'll have Tim back in. Thank you, Tim, for coming in. Now I got have an announcement here. There's a big event that happens uh, in Tacoma. Tacoma in the summer. And they uh they're looking for some bands. So let me just lay this out for you out there. Any bands that are listening who would be uh who would like to participate? This is for you. Tacoma Hemp Fest and Shock Treatment Management are pleased to announce an open call for entertainers for the second annual Tacoma Hemp Fest to be held June 25th, 2011. Uh, you guys uh sweet uh Boxy Vallejo <laughs> I think Sweetest did, too. And Big Will, you guys played that, didn't you, last, last year? Last yeah. summer, yes. Uh, that was great. That was at the end of June in Wrights Park, which is located uh, right up from downtown Tacoma. Uh, they claimed there were like 5,000 people there yeah. throughout the day. It was it a was, gorgeous day. I remember that. It was, it was gorgeous. Packed. It was a beautiful day. No
0: was,
8: fights.
6: Uh, Wonder Boy and I were there, too. I was there. I I think very, there, was a,
2: there was at least five thousand, and they had rappers
6: and, uh, on stage. They had all different kinds of rock mm-hmm. music, and they're and again, they're looking for all genres of music. Uh, the Fun Police played, which is you know they're off. Deborah the Page was there. Debra, yeah, again. a lot of a lot of great bands. Q-dot. Yeah, absolutely. So if you're interested in performing, uh, your band being part of the Tacoma Hemp Fest, and it's going to be bigger this year. It's, way it's going to be way especially bigger, especially
0: since Seattle's is not going on. Seattle's right? yeah. has
6: been gone, has gone down. This one w- is on the way up. You can submit an electronic press kit and maybe like a sample, maybe MP3 of a song or two to Kat, cat c a t at shocktreatmentmanagement.com or Kevin at shocktreatmentmanagement.com. Submissions close on March twenty fourth. So, got to get them in, folks. Entertainment lineup is going to be announced April 20th, and you can find out more information at www.tacomahempfest.com. Now, on the other hand, they're also looking for magicians face painters acrobats stilt walkers uh all kind of different
8: entertainment scary clowns for the children
4: <laughs> Oh discard them for the rest of their lives
6: uh no oh, we no, were, I don't do that either. we were out there last year it was fun and, I, and that would be fun to add that to the mix have yeah. some people walking around because they had... do some
0: tarot readings there
6: <laughs> that would be great, man. How much do you pay for that? How much do you charge for? Actually, readings?
0: um, I when I'm doing them at events like that, and they're not you know private readings. When I do them at events, I offer them for free, donation only.
6: Wow! Just so there give you go. Just me what you think it's worth. Boxy will have her deck of cards out there, and
0: Maybe. I will get the Joker. <laughs> <make me> do- <laughs>
8: <laughs> actually, your your card will just be blank.
0: There's totally- There's there's no Joker in the tarot. It's, it's the, the, the fool. fool.
6: Oh, the fool. Okay.
8: You know what they 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 love what? people to say that so they can actually turn around and oh well it's not the Joker. It's the fool. It's, it's the fool. Right. It's Whatever. The but anyway, clip. bad news bears. I say what <laughs> it is.
0: I would. It would what is be- your problem? What are you talking it's about? The heat. It would be great, his though.
6: Don't you think it'd be great to get some bands from like the east side of the state? Maybe have some folks come down from Vancouver, like BC area. Some bands come up from Portland. And just have a, a collective group of Northwest bands at this Hemp Fest.
0: It'll be fantastic. I think it'd be great. Maybe so, a couple of really big headliners, too, would be cool to have. Yeah,
6: it. yeah. So everybody, get your stuff in. Get an MP3 and a, an electronic press kit to CAT at shocktreatmentmanagement.com or Kevin at com, and you can also check out all the other information www.tacomahempfest.com that's it for part one you guys we'll see you in part two oh, we'll